listening to the D-Max Dads podcast, where we talk anything trucks, family, redneck, or anything interesting in our daily lives. I'm Chase Perry, and I own a maroon 2003 GMC LB7 Duramax. I'm Dagan Clegg, and I own a blue 2006 GMC LBZ Duramax. Why D-Max Dads, Chase? Uh, Dagan and I have been wanting to start a podcast for a minute. And he came up with a great name that fits us both. The Wives Built Two Logos and one for shirts and one for items with less surface area like hats. I think the whole reason we even came up with the idea is because we both have Duramaxes. And I mean, we both like trucks. We may not know everything about trucks, but we also have, I have a daughter and you have a daughter on the way. And so it kind of just worked out in, in our favor. I agree. Um, this podcast is going to be a challenge for myself, especially, um, you know, I don't know a whole lot about trucks. I, uh, like to think that I had some sort of ADD ADHD that was undiagnosed and, uh, I, I was just too off the walls to, you know, pay attention. And, you know, I was really good at taking stuff apart, but I never could put it back together. And now where I live on my own, um, I feel like I've had to step that up, and now I'm a YouTube mechanic. I uh, I, I search everything um, thoroughly for two, three days before I even touch a bolt. <laughs> so, um, you know, that being said, we've had a few rough weekends trying to prep for, you know, a couple derbies that my brother's participating in. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts about that? Um. I think the whole derby thing has got a lot different than it used to be with having so much more restrictions and rules instead of like in the old days, cause your dad used to derby. You just throw like a roll cage in or you do this and that, and then you can go derby and it wasn't a big safety thing. But nowadays you, so many different derbies have different rules and regulations that it's just made it hard. And especially like being what two, what a week apart, Derbies. Yeah, so there's uh, one on the 23rd, um, and then you have a weekend um, to, you know, alter cars or whatever. Mm-hmm. But with two cars, that's a lot, you know, especially if you're yeah. derbying both. And how do you decide what car you derby and which derby, you exactly. know? Um, how do you decide, you know, if you're doing minis in this one or – you know, you know, chain and bang or, uh, you know, what class you want to do. Um, for Colville, it's a two man extreme. If you're a single man, you don't have, you know, someone that wants to do a two man extreme or you just don't want to have, you want to have the spotlight for yourself. Yeah. You would do, you know, the, the wire class, Mm -hmm. which is chaining everything closed, no welds besides, you know, the door and, um, your roll cage, um, and and that's it. Everything else is chained down. Yeah, no, definitely. I think with the whole derby car process in the in the first place, you got to know what you want to start building in the start. That way, you can you know go exactly on the rules for that, build it specifically for that. That way, when you get there and say you haven't done something or you didn't make it for that class and you can't run. You gotta really have your your uh, your goal, like where you want it, and you gotta have like the time. You gotta have all your your stuff. Basically, you have to have it already bought, like your pipe, your 
you know, if you're doing the chain class, you got to have your wire for your welder and any derbies in general, you got to have all the materials to start doing it. Um, I think it can be, it's a hard, long process, especially when, you know, you work full the full week and you only have what, two days out of the weekend to work on it. It's, it's a lot to get done. I mean, luckily we've, we've been able to help your brother with it, but it's still, it's been a lot on all of us. It's a lot of stress and re the rules could be read in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, my brother read it one way, we did this thing and I read it the other way. And I was like, we better start asking questions. Cause I feel like if I'm reading it different than you, we've done it all wrong, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and there is similarities in every derby. Like if you were to do the two man extreme in Colville, but the limited weld in Camus, uh, the limited weld, you can go three on three off, I believe, but weld the driver's side door solid. Mm -hmm. but the trunk and the rest of the doors could be three on three off. You do the two man in Colville, it's five on five off. Yeah. All and then you have to move the pedals to the passenger side and yeah. the steering wheel stays on the left, you know, the driver's side. Um, so you'd still have to alter. Yeah. I mean, you could go five on five off in Camus because, you know, it's three on three off or more. And then, you know, that saves you the time of cutting off mm -hmm. rebar or thin strapping or, you know, whatever you use. Um, that'll save you that much time. Um, but, and I agree, um, using it the way, or doing it the way that it used to be will get you disqualified 100%. I mean, when my dad last derbied, there was no such thing as roll cages. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they had chain and bangs and they had welding class, but I mean, you could chain the transmission down, you could chain yeah. the motor mounts down. I mean, you can't do that anymore. No, anymore. It's like they just kind of want to make everyone safe, but also set them up for failure. Because like back then, when they can train down the transmission and whatnot, like they held it from like falling out or hitting hitting the under um, side of the car and. I felt like that was a lot better in general to keep the cars going and actually be able to see a show. I do think that this way's route helps the newbies a little bit too. Yeah, it's kind of hard to understand the rules. Yeah. So your second year, you know, it'll be a little bit better for you, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because you know the rules. You know what disqualifies you and what qualifies you. But then you also have a little bit more that you've learned on the way. Yeah. Whereas those chaining that down and you know the transmission and the motor yeah. mounts and you know just all your little you know pinching the shocks you know lifting the yeah no ends of the cars up a lot of new guys won't know that you yeah. know like my dad he you know he dealt my brother but that's not something that a lot of new guys think about you know, maybe my brother would have figured that out maybe not you never know but it's not a thing anymore yeah. i mean and I think that is going to help out the newbies a lot and especially get them into the sport, especially now. If you think about it nowadays, like the new guys are coming in and the old guys are kind of getting out of it because they can't be as free as they want with doing this sort of stuff. But the new guys will probably find a way to get around it or, you know, alter it a certain way to make it work for them. And so it's kind of just one of those sports. I think you can call it a sport, but uh where it just develops over time and with more people and the younger generation, it just gets better and better. And um, sure, there might be more restrictions, but I feel like in the end, it's going to it's gonna change the whole dynamic of it pretty much. Right. I mean, 
the end goal is everybody's safety. I mean, you got holes in the hood, so, you know, the fireman can access the fire really easily and, you know, see it. And, you know, they see something they don't like. They disqualify people by hitting the driver's side door. Mm-hmm. That's for your safety, which did not used to be that way. Yeah. Um, you know, you just hit everybody till all the cars are done. Yeah. If you can get it running for the next heat, welcome to the finals. Yep, exactly. And that's what the um, the Mad Dog Award is for, right? Yeah, you can still get in, but I mean, it just—it's not all, uh, you know, smashing bag like it used to be. You know, yeah. you just hit until you can't hit no more, and hopefully you win some money. I mean, the prize money is a lot more now too. Uh, you know, the derbies have come a long way since. I want to say my dad derbied in two thousand five. Yeah. Was the last time? Yeah, I think it's it's funny because watch in a couple of years the old cars or the big cars they're going to be using are going to be cars from like what probably the nineties or the eighties like newer generation cars and they're not going to be as built as you know these old cars which are like you could hit a brick wall with these old cars and it's still driving down the road right and that's making the old cars mm-hmm. a lot more expensive. Yep, because I think either that's why they started the minis is because you kind of bring newer generation and smaller cars because they're going to start building into that more because people will probably won't, unless you're like, you're wealthy or you have your own business or you've won o- over the years and got enough money sponsors, to- Sponsors. Yeah, you sponsors know. to get a newer car or buy the older cars that are going to be a lot more. I think people are going to start doing a lot more of the minis because it's mm-hmm. easier. I agree. I mean, and, and it's yeah, a lot of- a lot of the, the minis haven't been going on very long. I mean, it, they've been going for, I want to say, most of my life, at least half. Yeah. But they're not nearly as big as the main heats. I got off the phone with um, one of the guys in charge of the Canis Derby, and he claims that there's so many people wanting to do the minis this year in Canis. He may do several rounds. Yeah. Not just one, like they have been for since I've been watching the derbies and uh, I mean, I'm big on derbies, but I'm not huge on derbies. I've only, I really, I've been to, I've been to strawberry days. I've been to Camus like three or four times total in my life, Yeah. but Colville, I'm there every year. Yeah. I mean, Colville changes, you know, it, it was a certain way most of my life. And then it changed, you know, I had little tweaks and modifications, but then it changed big. Yeah. Two-man extremes only been, they just barely started it last year. Yeah. You know, 2021. Uh, I'm excited to see the way. And actually I didn't get to watch it cause I got called into work. Oh really? So I've never seen it. Huh? Never seen it. My brother got a video for me, but I've never seen the video either. So wow. I'm just, I'm ready to start fresh. I'm ready to, you know, come back after that. Um, derby and talk about it you know yeah figure out if i like it one or if i think it's you know not enough or what mm-hmm. i think they should do different maybe uh, and that'll be in this podcast we'll be able to talk about that yeah yeah well, i mean i'd like to go to several different derbies several different shows um and what i like about where we live now is it's half the price of everywhere else yeah. so i can do more stuff yeah and you can get vehicles easier here the older ones too because a lot of people i haven't experienced that yet but i'm ready to find out i'm ready to you know get there i want to do it one day you know but i always find an excuse to spend my money on something else right that's just how it works uh you'd be amazed how many people here or just in wyoming in general uh have backyards full of old cars that 
either sit there or don't run or it's one of those projects where they'll say, oh, I'll get to it one day and they'll just let them build up and build up. And then sometimes they'll get old enough or they won't care enough or the, Hey, I'm not trying to say anything bad, but sometimes their wife will be sick of the mess. Um, and they'll just say, you know, you can have it or I'll give it to you for like 200 bucks and then you can take it home. And most of the time they run, you just run and, uh, or there's something simple, especially if you find yeah. something that's, you know, I don't know much about cars, but what I've learned is electrical is not my thing. No, electrical is horrible. I mean, the hardest part of a carbureted car, um, you know, from what my dad explains to me, my brother, who's a mechanic, actually went to school to be a mechanic. What they explained to me is carbureted cars are much easier. The distributor is the hardest part, yeah, honestly. It's, it's like the only really electrical part that you would need for the motor. Because it's timing and all that other um, stuff. But even then, it's less so than a computer. Yeah. You take out the dash in a, in a computered car, mm -hmm. you get a good jolt and screw up the computer. And you got to pay what? A bunch of money for a new computer? Sorry, something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My Alexa is also a computer. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, back to what we were talking about. You hit a computer in the car. That's done. Right. That, She's going to go off again. <laughs> um, you can't yeah, you're fix done. a computer unless you have one on, on a spare one. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the – because you have, you have somewhat vague rules. You know, most of them are descriptive enough to get by. But then you don't know. You don't – because there is still some cheat codes out there, I'm sure. I, I'm – positive there's still ways you could you know take have an advantage it. of everybody else yeah, whether it's bubble wrapping the computer i don't know yeah you know and honestly that's probably a dumb thing to come out of my mouth no but it might be what true. Do you bubble know? wrapping it double duct taping it and getting it all secure it might be because it's cushion because i mean you still it. have to have it cooled because i'm pretty sure they're fan cooled computers i don't know i feel like they're not because the one in his derby car now it's just a box with a bunch of wires coming out of it and they're aluminum think about that so like but they might get that's hot, one though. of the first cars that have ever had a computer in it yeah true but if you think about it it's just a motherboard so i mean a motherboard can get hot but if you're running it for how long in the heat what 10 minutes maybe maybe more maybe less i don't know but in between heats if you found a way to cool it I think you'd, you'd be all right. Cut if you, the bubble wrap off. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Throw the yeah. whole thing I mean, in a cooler. Most of the time people aren't running radiators, so and yeah. they get hot. Yeah. I mean, they have to suffer through it. And that's why they have to run. Well, like if they do run it radiators and they run water, because when they get hot and they blow, that that's no bueno. <laughs> right. Which is why they tell you to replace it with water. Yeah. It's cooling ain't good for the eyes. No. Neither is boiling water, but. It's better than coolant. Coolant. Boiling coolant. Yeah. Because <laughs> if, if anyone's ever done it before, I know I've almost done it where, like, you get done running your car or your truck, especially on trucks, they get pretty hot and they stay hot, especially on, like, older trucks, like 1950s with a big block. And you just take that radiator cap off and it, it'll blow, it'll burn you. It's it's bad news. So that, that's probably why they run water. It's just, just burn you up and... It'll screw your your skin up right um back to the uh 
cars just laying around in people's backyards here. <laughs> I've never experienced that. I, I moved here just over a year and a half ago. Um, I bought my house 2020 November um, and uh, grew up in a different state. Yeah, the state's only 45 minutes away from where I grew up. You know, so it's like a different ballpark. Sometimes. It is. It is different. I mean, the economy, mm-hmm. it, the economy, the people, the lifestyle is different. Yeah, where I grew up is a little similar, but there's a lot of differences too. I come here and I hear all this stuff that's you know, hey, you can get this for two hundred bucks. Oh, really? That was a thousand dollars where I grew up. Yeah. Digging and I had two different lifestyles, and uh, I'm hoping along the way of this uh, podcast we can. It, and, you know, um, let you guys experience our differences and also our similarities and try and find some in yourself, um, you know, to relate to this podcast. But um, I just wanted to share that we grew up in two different places. So mm-hmm. when he says one thing and I say the opposite, that's why. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was born, what, 20 minutes? Canvas is about 20 minutes from where you guys are at. Um, I was, well, I wasn't born there, but I was raised over in Camas and, um, it was, I was young enough to the point where everything I really learned down there and knew down there got really reset and deleted when I came up here. And so everything from up here, I've basically learned and experienced and taught myself or, you know. Yeah. Cause you weren't even in your double digits. No. When you moved here. I think I was like eight nine maybe not even not old enough to really remember all of it i think from the age of 10 up is when i really started to remember everything and it's different even from being friends with you i've noticed you say like things about this or things about that and i'm like wait what that's not the same or this is different or like even with like all the hunting and whatnot your hunting regulations i mean um, there's a lot vehicles. more water where i used to hunt I mean, we're, I've got Dagan into duck hunting, and I'm really yes. excited to do some more of that with him this year, which will also be on this podcast. I mean, yep. anything and everything you can think of, hunting, fishing, mud bogs. Uh, sharing, basically. Both yeah, I mean, it, it's we have a whole world to talk about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I hunted where there was more water. Uh, I come here, and I'm trying to teach Dagan how to duck hunt, in a place that has one reservoir that's worth hunting. Yeah. Um, and it just makes it's a game changer. Yeah. Um, so and, and that that's uh, kind of the differences in our lives. Uh, hunting like, is different too. Yeah, I was gonna say like I'll go down there when you went on the deer hunt, and you had to like ask five different people to hunt on their land. When up here, you just go to you know a couple hundred acres or whatever of BLM, and it's just like free reign. And, and, and the people are different too. Oh, I've yeah. noticed that like, not all, but some, I have more likelihood to bring a bottle of whiskey or rum or whatever to the farmer mm-hmm. and say, Hey, can I, you know, hunt these geese in your field? Oh, of course. Thanks for the whiskey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, thanks for getting rid of my nuisance. Yeah. Farmers where I grew up, they said, you know, they say, you know, I can't get rid of these geese. They're eating all my alfalfa fields. You know, I got to feed my livestock. Well, I know a perfect person that can come get rid of them for you. No, we don't allow hunting on our land. Yep. What about a bottle of whiskey? Will that help? I mean, we've been friends for 10 years. No, that, you know, that's all right. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out without you. Thanks. Yeah. 
All right. I'm just going to let you help me help you. But I think it, up here, it's a lot different, um, like with livestock and everything, just different lifestyle where people are like, eh, they come and go, you know, like you're not going to affect them. What haven't they heard or been around that you're going to do? Because a lot of them are like, uh, I noticed like even some places that are like out, not really in the middle of nowhere, um, like Utah right off the road or whatever. Um, I noticed in Utah, it's like people throw a huge fit if you shoot a gun near them because they don't want you don't they don't want you to upset their livestock or you know because that'll make them not eat the same or give them you know it, it'll affect their their um, calves or you know yeah, their, stress their offspring out. and yeah. stress them out. And up there, it's like some people are like right off the highway and they're like. You ask, hey, can I go shoot prairie dogs? And you're, you know, 50 feet from your cows. They're like, yeah, just don't, don't shoot the cows. I don't care. They've been around it, you know. And like I said, there is people like that in Utah, but they're slim to none compared yeah. to here. Yeah. You know, in Evanston, no, Wyoming. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I, I mentioned that we would be talking about several different events that we go to, and uh, Diggin and I just happened to – come back from one last weekend. Um, and so I'm, you know, if, uh, if Dagan's up for it, I'd like to talk about the mud drags. Of course. Yeah. It was the top of the mountain, um, mud drags over here in Evanston at the, um, the rodeo grounds. And I mean, I really enjoyed it, but then again, I also just like loud trucks that, you know, just rev it or have big tires or big lift kits. But, you probably have a different opinion because I feel like I'm around that a lot more up here because everyone has their vehicles like straight piped or Right. Uh, I mean, and as I said earlier, I'm a YouTube mechanic. I'm just barely figuring things out. Mm -hmm. So what I was looking for at these mud drags, you know, the top of the mountain mud drags, I was looking for what's on the motor. What's, you know, what's it different from this motor? You know, I wanted to learn why this one's faster than this one. Yeah, you definitely. know, we had a, a small block S10 be, uh, I want to say a big block 250. Yeah, something like that, like a, a bigger truck. And but it was a diesel. Was it the diesel one? Yeah, a lot of the S10s was were yeah. beating everything. Yeah. And I was just in awe because, you know, big block, you got a 403 in it. Yeah. Or you know, or 460 or 454, it's it's a lot different ballgame because one's a lot bigger and has more horsepower from uh, from factory than the other. But if you think, but about the it, but the small block beat the, beat the 454 every time, every time. Like the big the big block always lost. But I think it's because of like probably I'm thinking like weight because that S10 was small and it had big tires that could just grip through it. But then aftermarket mods, like you're saying, like. The exhausts were, they weren't um, exhaust manifolds, they were headers. And so they, you know, push more the exhaust out or a lot of them usually run really rich in the first place. And I think in the smaller, like the small block, it's probably got a lot more like going on, like faster, like right. more combustion faster and everything in a big block. I feel like it, maybe it's a little slower, maybe it's not. I'm not that good with this stuff. I know certain parts and certain things, but for the most part, I'm also a YouTube mechanic. But over the years, you learn stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just one thing that I had done different. I think the announcer was great. You know, he'd tell us what the truck was. 
You know, this Sometimes. is a Chevy S10. Okay, well. What's in it? Yeah, it's not an S10 anymore. No. It, it's an S10 frame. Yeah, and body. What size tires are on it? Yeah. What motor's in it? Yeah, he wasn't very descriptive. I mean, I don't know that they share those, but, and that could have been the difference of, and here's another thing. I would have changed the time. It was three o'clock on like the second week of July. Yeah, it was, it was pretty hot. It was, I was burning up. 98 degrees. Yeah. No wind, which is unheard of. Especially here. with a little girl. You're worried about her getting sunburned and. It's just so hot sitting there. And then they, when they take a 45-minute um, – we left before – or right before the intermission, but that's why we left is because it was like, what, 30, 45-minute intermission? And I don't want to sit in the, the heat for that long. I mean, they had kids going on go-karts. And we, we had a buddy and his wife there, and they have a little boy. Yeah. But, you know, you have two little kids – they uh and, and mind you we were also working on the derby cars this day yeah uh so you know we convinced my brother to leave his derby cars to come with us at three o'clock yeah and it started an hour late yeah so there's an hour of time we burned yep and then we were there another two hours before the intermission yeah and then halfway through the intermission is when we decided to leave so yep. we were there for a good three and a half hours with two grumpy babies Mm-hmm. And not even a year old, mind you. They're not that old either. And our buddy and my brother were both getting no bloody noses left and right. So yeah. they didn't get to watch it most of the time. Yep. You know, dehydrated and hot sun and food was expensive. I mean, you're you're gonna get that way with any fair event, but I think the cheapest thing was the snow cone. And you had to wait bucks. in line for a half hour yeah. to get it. In the heat by the time you no got shade. there, your snow cone was halfway melted. Yep. Yeah. So there's just a few things I would have changed, but I thought it was fun for the most part when it started to when we left. Yeah, the event itself was amazing. Yes. The intermission, I don't know. The time it started, I don't know. I think what would have helped me enjoy it more, like I said, the knowing what's in it, you can go around and ask all the drivers, but we were there for three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. All the drivers were participating in it. So either we showed up early to ask all the drivers, which you're not going to get much no. out of anybody because they're trying to get their war face on. Yeah, and they're trying to work on their stuff because sometimes people will go to one before that, and if someone breaks, they're like, got to pack up, work on it before the next one, and they'll sit in the parking lot with their vehicle and fix it. Right. Or we wait till the end. But we made it three and a half hours. Yeah. Decided we couldn't stand it anymore. You know, you got two kids crying. No shade. Two adults with bloody noses, yep. no shade. I get sunburned real easy. Yep. Your wife gets sunburned real easy. She was pretty burnt already. Yeah, she she had blisters all over her body, so yeah. she was just miserable. Yeah. And and then not only top of that, we were up since six and you know, six in the morning working on other derby cars. We were in the sun all day long. Yeah. Um, and just the intermission, and maybe it was perfect if you literally, you know, I would say change the time yeah uh budget my bills better so i can afford the you know hamburgers <laughs> there or eat beforehand yeah but you know we were pushing time uh and then 
you know, like, like I said, change the time and, you know, not work in the sun all day. Yeah. Maybe I'd have had a better attitude better. coming in. Yeah, because we just had a long day and we we're trying to get this car going because we only have a couple of weeks left. So it's just, we were kind of everywhere. We were busy all day with the derby carts first and this. And then right after we came back and worked on the derby car more. So we just all day, we were just working and working on stuff or, you know, going here and coming back and just everywhere. And it was kind of hard. It's kind of stressed on everybody because your brother's over here worrying about getting his car done for these derbies he wants to be at, but also trying to have a good time with it, the, you know, there while having a bloody nose, you know, and then we're trying to get away. But at the same time, we're kind of stressing about the derby car because we want to see all of our work go into, you know, yeah. into something good and actually have him enjoy it. But I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm just glad that they actually had a couple of diesels in there, which kind of, I think, adds to this podcast. There's what, like, um, there's an old, I think, Ford or something. Or no, it was um, like an old They had a lot Chevy. of Cummins. Yeah. They had a lot of Cummins. They had a Power Stroke 350. I think they only had, like, one Duramax, and it might have been a, a engine swap because it was an older Chevy. Uh, I, they did I have a, they did have a stock class Did they? where there was no tire changes. Like you basically just had a lift kit and that's that it. Just your truck, just your stock truck. Right. And I don't know that I would put them two together, you know, no. I would have separated lifts and, you know, completely yeah. stock. Cause the one side was like both, it was mud. And so they'd be been soaking it. And so it was, well, and you have a stock power stroke. They have stock tires with, you know, just all-terrain tread. Yeah. But a 35-inch tire like my truck with all-terrain tires have a little yeah. bit more diggers in it, you know. Yeah, especially, like, I thought it was kind of interesting how they put um, this power stroke. And I I think it was modified stock is when that black power stroke was in there. Um, they put a, a power stroke, a diesel engine, that I'm guessing has tunes because he was rolling coal like none other. But they put him against a gas motor, and there's not really – I feel like a diesel has a lot more – they got more torque and horsepower than a, stock, a gas motor. So it's just kind of – I don't know. I felt like they could have done that, you know, diesel versus diesel or, you know, this and that. But I feel like overall, though, it was pretty fun. I thought it was funny how the Chevy won everything in the gas motor. Like if it was – a ford versus a chevy or chevy step side versus a chevy square body it's like no matter what one of the chevys was winning right and that's not because you and i are chevy and no, gmc that's fans that's just straight that. facts that's just I mean, how it went there was you know a ford or a power stroke that won against the chevy maybe once maybe once or twice but looking at the odds it was I, like and I'm to 10. Like. Yeah. 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 It was, it was significantly different yeah. and each mud drag is different. Yeah. Uh, you know, each build is different. Everything. I mean, the mud's different consistency. Like even if you looked at the mud, uh, well, then you have the stock, the stock and modified class together, yeah. or the stock modified, uh, you have the lifted versus not lifted. Yeah. And that's going to drag on the frame and, you know, stick much more than, the lifted or because at one i don't know if you noticed but the lane closer to us was a lot deeper like they were digging ruts and all these 
lifted modified trucks before the stock modified had dug these really deep ruts. And, and so there's the, not much, you know, way to measure that. You, yeah, I mean, you just kind of water it down and hope, you know, they're the same. Cause you just throw dirt on, build you some mm -hmm. walls. So nobody goes flying, you know, rolling, whatever. Yeah. Cause you got, you, you want your mud pools to be contained too. Yeah. Cause on the outside of the track is still dirt. Yep. Um, <laughs> So you you know you build these walls and you know you're you got heavier trucks and lighter trucks. Yeah. You know who's to say you had three heavy trucks on this track and three light trucks on this track? This one now is deeper. Yeah. And then you got you know this one that's digging it up with bigger tires and this one that's not as much because it's got you know most of the trucks are all either like stock tires or they're like road tires or whatnot that won't dig as deep and eat up the track because. A lot of them mostly have like mud tires, right? So they'll they'll rip it up and throw it out, and they'll dig holes while they're going through it. So like you you got to think about that too. So one lane has had this many more with you know this stuff like more horsepower plus these um, mud tires versus the other lane, which is basically you know not being tore up as much. And there's a lot of like things that I don't know. I feel like could have altered. Right, how it came out, but in general, it's kind of just came out to who has the bigger, more horsepower, who can is the lightest to. Well, and each each event's going to be different. One event, this person's going to be going first. Yeah, and then the next, they're going to be going last. Yeah, you know, and I don't know, I don't follow. That was my first mud drag event, so I don't follow too much. You know, it could be like, for example tournament kayak fishing or just fishing in general you got aoy points yeah. so you win so many tournaments and then you're still up on you have a leaderboard leaderboard for how many points you have too yeah so do you go first in this event get say say it's at a rating out of 10 you get 10 points here and then you go last in the next event and you only get five points and then you just tally up who gets yeah. most points by rotating them through i think because the last mud bog I went to, they did a bracket, and this was an actual mud bog, so it was really deep, you know, and you'd get stuck and whatnot. And so they would do so first, like mostly they would do like heavy modified, or I can't remember what they called it, but it was like the really fast trucks that would glide across the mud. And so they do like two of them on each side, and whoever got the fastest time, you know, went up, or they just did, you know, like sometimes they'd race one car, and um, they would go by times. And so say, you know, this one guy beat this guy, so then he would go to the next bracket. And out of these other two, this guy made it. So then those two that made it past the first guys, you know, all together like a, like a bracket. And then they do like modified stock. And that would, I think they did the, the same like that just because um, that great power stroke was in modified stock. And I, I know the guy personally. And on his um, Snapchat story, he said he won first. And I saw a video that he posted of him racing a different truck than we watched. And they're both modified stocks. So I'm thinking he won the first one. Then he went to the next one that of the guy, you know, against the guy that won his first one. And then he won that one. And I don't know how many brackets they had, but I'm guessing that's probably how they did it. Well, and, and we did brackets in wrestling too. You got two different ends of the brackets. You yeah. know, this part, of, you know, they interlink like this and then they go different directions. Yeah. And the two finals over here go into the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the exact same concept, but with, 
you know, modified stalker, like with wrestling, probably what weights they do different weights for like, weights or brackets. classes. Yeah, or, yeah. Classes. So basically different classes. For that. Right. And then I'm sure they did, you know, the light car versus the heavy car yeah. just for fun, just you know, to fun. add more bang for your buck. Now, speaking of bang for your buck, I think to make it in more fair, you know, in, in the sense of these mud pits are deeper than the others. Mm -hmm. So now say you do four lanes. Yeah. Two on each side of the track. You know, this one goes directly, you know, this one goes first and then this one goes directly after it. Yeah. And you just have two sets of judges, you know, one for this lane, one for this lane. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you do it directly after, so you can still watch both races. Yeah. You have all the light cars here, all the heavy cars here. That way it doesn't and then, mess with everything. And then when you want to do the bang for your buck, light car versus big car, yeah. truck, whatever, you go on the track that's not nearly as messed up because yeah. all the light cars were here. Yeah, that's, I agree. And then I think, I think because you had it for three hours or three and a half hours plus another main event, which probably went for another hour or so. Yeah. Maybe it was only a half hour, but – we waited for the rest of the intermission. It had been four hours and then another half hour, hour. You're there for four hours. Yeah. Now you still cut it in half by putting it this way, you know, whatever. Yeah. With the two lanes. I still think you should do it Friday and Saturday night, two days. Yeah. Split at 7 p.m. So you can get people to sit through. And then I would still do an intermission. Yeah. I and, think. And a half hour intermission would be fine. And. But you got to have people wanting to stay for half an hour. But then you can still be more descriptive of what's in it. Yeah. Interview drivers after each win or, yeah, you know, not, whatever. Not trying to rush everything on, huh? Just like, just trying to actually yeah. make it worth Spend a while. little bit more time. Yeah. Do two lanes so you don't screw up, you know, each races and you yeah. still have a little bit more fare. And then you have two nights. So there's like a lot of like, and I know you can't, you, you can't compare apples to oranges, but you have like country fan fest and like comic-con and all that. Yeah. You have those, they have more days. Yeah. Right. So Why for example, comic-con has a three day thing. Yeah. Do you have a day pass, which is like 20 bucks. And then you have a two day pass, which is like 35 bucks. So you get $5 off. And then you have a three-day thing that's I don't I don't know what again you instead of forty-five bucks day and say it's now ninety so now you're still saving money well I guess if you did twenty 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 it would be sixty dollars so yeah. now let's say it's um, sixty-five dollar or fifty-five dollars yeah um, instead of twenty thirty-five yeah and then fifty-five. Then you're still saving money by five dollars. Yeah. But if you did that similarity, say you had tickets for fifteen dollars for Friday night, yeah, and then ten dollars for Saturday night, or fifteen and fifteen if you wanted to go to two separate events. Yeah. Then the fair's making that much more money, keeping just as many people watching. Yeah. And then you know, it's that much more entertaining. Yeah. And fair for the drivers. Well, I think the one of the things I've thought about while you, you're talking about this is um, like maybe they do do it in one consistent thing because maybe to be more fair to the drivers, it's one of those like, oh, hey, you know, I got to race that guy tomorrow. 
and I seen what he's running or I've heard what he's running or I seen him run and um, I'm going to go do this to my truck tonight and then come back tomorrow with more, you know, more horsepower or more of an advantage, like go switch tires or, you know, go do this and that, like go modify it enough to be the next guy, which I feel like would be, I don't know. I wouldn't really see people doing that, but at the same time, I would see people doing that. Just no, I, I absolutely agree. I, I see people doing it because we did it in wrestling. You, I mean, if your events are, if your your meets or you know duels or you know whatever you want to call it, tournaments are happening at the same time as your next opponent, mm-hmm. you can't see nothing. Yeah, right. You can't watch their moves. And- now these mud drags are going to be different because you have heavy class. Yeah, and you have light class. And if I, you know, like I said, separated them, they're never going to be at the same time. So you can always watch your opponent. But another thing that I like about wrestling, mostly because I was too tired by so many, you know, wrestles. Yeah. You know, you, you could only wrestle five times a day. Now, say you added up your total um, in your bracket. So if you lose two, you, you're out completely. So say they only uh, raced six times, yeah. right? So you re- you can only race a maximum of three times each day. Yeah, that'll change like your aspect, and then if you lose two in a row, then obviously they're no longer an opponent. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But you would have to play around with the rules, and I'm not saying my way is better. I'm just saying that I think that the fair would get more money that way. And I think that you would have a lot more people watching. And the reason they started at 3 p.m. is because they knew it was going to be four or five hours long. Yeah, because it takes a lot for people to get ready and whatnot. But I think we should move (laughs) away a little bit from the whole um, how we would change the event type to maybe what your favorite truck is out of it. And how would you change it? What would you do to it? Moving to the trucks. Yeah. I am a sucker for square bodies. Doesn't matter what's in it. I mean, it could not have a motor in it, and and it could be a rust bucket and have holes in it. Yeah. I see it down the road, and I pass it. I'm flipping a Yui, and I'm going to look at that rust bucket with holes in the bed. Oh yeah, definitely. I am a sucker for square bodies. Yeah. No, I think I think ever since I've had my Duramax, I've I'm like, oh hey, that Chevy's nice, my. My wife would be like, "What do you mean? It's it's falling apart." But that's not about it, honey. It's that's just what I like, you know. It it's the way it looks. It's I'm picturing matter. myself restoring that. I picture myself driving that and having the time of my life, or you know, doing what I want to it and making it. The shocks special. may squeak to you, <laughs> but, but those are me. yeah, <laughs> them are singing singing shocks. I mean, yeah. Replace the shocks, you know, obviously you want to build it, but you know, and and essentially there's an, also an antique aspect to it too. Yeah. That, that truck has seen plenty of road. Yeah. It has seen plenty of weather, you know, square body years older than my dad. And he's a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Older than dirt itself, huh? So that my friend is vintage. Yeah. I I like vintage. I, I think the the thing I really like about like seeing old trucks or like my old Ford, I have like a night I have a nineteen eighty eighty four F one fifty and it's technically a square body Ford. 
because it's like square bodies. It's really square. There's no round headlights. Um, it's just when I got it, I was like, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, I put three inch body lift on it. I put big old uh, mud tires on it. You know, I was like, you know, this is cool. And I was like, you know, it really, it looks really good now, but it's didn't really make me as happy as I thought it would. But it was more the fact why I love that truck and why I still have that truck is because of all the, the dumb stuff I did in it, like with my friends or helping people out. Like it's an F-150. I put a big old uh, horse trailer on the back of it and I went to my buddy's house to help them move and we loaded it full and I was just dragging and it had a little straight six. And so I was like pounding gears, just pegging the crap out of it. And uh, it was just all the really good memories. I really yeah, every, every vehicle's got a story. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you can't make good memories and have fun while you're using it, then why do you have it? Well, and going back to the dirty cars, my brother stripping the car, he found old photos, yeah. like old coins that don't exist anymore, you yeah. know, like token coins, like just all sorts of different things. Cool things. That, you know, not necessarily tell you a story, but you make up a story. Yeah. Like, you this found an empty happened. pack of cigarettes and some matches. Most of the people that smoke that I've seen now use a lighter. Yeah. There's still people that use matches, but it's just a story to tell. And, you know, how many matches? That tells you how far the cigarette yeah. age has gone. Yeah. Or just even the little fact things of like that. Thinking of, like, oh, you know, hey, you know, say you find a pack of cigarettes and, you know, only half are gone. You still got, you got like two matches left or, you know, makes up and up. Like, wonder how many things is matches lit. Like, they're old people and they never really care. They're pretty wild. I've heard from all the stories from everyone, my grandpa even, um, just like blowing stuff up or, you know, seeing an old car and throwing a match in the gas tank or doing whatever, you know, or throwing it in the carburetor and seeing what happens. It's just, even you can make up the most insane story with your imagination. Yeah, and in anything. my opinion, better than reading. Better than reading. A lot of people can make up their own story in reading. You know, it's all about how you read it. <clears throat> but that's and that's the exact same thing as trucks. It's all about how you read it. Yep. And I look at an old rusty truck and I go, that guy valued his truck in the farm industry. Yeah. He used it as a work truck. But, he may thought it was a hunk of junk, but that but, hunk of junk did everything it, it, for him. It hauled his hay, it, you know, whatever. It got him home during a storm. And it, then I look at a 1968 Camaro, and it is perfect condition. Yeah. That guy valued that car in the pretty aspect. Yeah. Maybe he valued it enough to the point where he saved it, and when he could afford it, made it pretty. So. What do you think about people buying brand new trucks with not having like some sort of connection? Because I feel like um, people that restore cars had a connection with it before or some sort of some reason like, hey, you know, my dad used to have this car or, you know, that's why I liked it. And that's why I wanted to get one and restore. So what do you think about new people like buying brand new cars and whatnot? You think it's just an impulse buy or it's like, hey, everyone else has that. I want one. Or what's your opinion on that? Well, there's also bad memories with old cars. Uh, my first truck was a 79 Chevy Love. It was cheap. It had rust holes in it. 
I restored it. I had good memories with that. I drive it around as my daily driver. And for whatever reason, it all of a sudden can't go over 30 miles per hour and I can't figure it out. I'm a YouTube mechanic. I don't think it's worth figuring it out. I had my eyes set on a square body. And it just happened to be a diesel Detroit motor. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm thinking diesel, square body. Yeah. Heck yeah, dude. And that truck didn't end up being great either. But, yeah. you know, you live and you learn. So say this person's coming from a bad experience with a vehicle. And then he goes and buy he or she goes and buys a brand new one because they're thinking, you know, this thing doesn't have any miles. I know that it's not beaten up because it comes right off the truck. I won't have problems. Pretty clean and you know it's made. Or then you also have the aspect of I am the first owner. I get to make the first memories with it. I, you know, whether it's passing on to your grandkids or your kids or, you know, yeah. great, great grandkids in the wheel, if it's still running down there, you know, whatever. But, you know, everything has a story. Yeah. I mean, everything has a plan to have a story anyways. Yeah. Um, it's just how you look at it. But anyways, where I was going with, <laughs> I love square bodies, <laughs> that purple and white. Oh yeah, Chevy truck, the yeah. square body. I think they said it was a seventy-one. I think so. Dude, that truck was sexy, and it had some balls. Yeah, it did. It was fast. Yeah. I think the one I liked, I think it was an S10. It was yellow, and it had a like four-inch lift, maybe, and it had a like a black hood scoop. That's not know. the one with the step side, is it? I think it is. It said old farm truck on it. No, 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 no. This one was a lot. I think it was in a different class. It was faster or something. But just the appeal of it, it might have been this. I don't know. No, it wasn't a step side. It was just a single cab, you know, like almost like an old, the newer but older version of the uh, Chevy. But I don't know. It just, it really drawed to me. That and that one uh, really old looking like 50s. Was it a Ford or something? That purple one? Oh that yeah, dark purple that one. was pretty sweet. I, I really like that one. I mean, them them trucks were pretty. And then that old farm truck. That yeah. That truck was valued as a, you know, race. A, it was made into a race truck. Yeah. It says old farm truck on it. Did he use it as a farm truck? Probably. But uh, or it's a race it. truck now. Yeah. Or they he, he didn't make it all or pretty or anything, yeah. but he valued it enough to make it a race truck. And his wife got out of the hospital to come race this truck he was saying that she was like in the hospital and whatnot for a while i didn't hear that that's yeah, impressive having a lot of problems and then um she came out for because it was during the um when they were doing the woman's thing or what they call it um i can't remember the name they used for it but it was where the girls would drive their trucks to the mud and race and whatnot for their own prize um and yeah he was telling the story of how she like well, it's had a bunch of problems. I was in the hospital for a while. She come out of the hospital out. saying, if it's the end of my years, I'm grinding gears. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that, that's some respect right there. If, you, if you're feeling bad and you can't get up and you have all these problems, but you can get out and race a mud truck, give you props. She might have not have one, but she gave it her all. That's when she drove over the centerpiece and almost hit the timing. Uh, 
radar deal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Got stuck, and then she still she. She. I mean, even after the well. whole thing was, you know, they stopped the race because she got stuck. The other person won, um, and they could have easily had the tractor pull her out, but she said no. Nope, she I'm backed out, right out of it, backed up, and then drove out of it, and just kept ran, going at it like she was in a race. Like, ran the lane again. Yep, yeah, pretty much. It was it was really cool to see. Yeah, mad respect for that lady. Yeah, especially knowing now that she left the hospital to Come, entertain yeah. the crowd or just and have fun it. herself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I thought it was funny that one truck that he was saying, "Oh, this guy gets rowdy," and he starts going at it full pedal to the metal, and then boom, the top of his uh, air cleaner and whatnot blow off, shoot up. Some flames. Yep, that was pretty cool. <laughs> the fireman running to go put it out, and he's like, no, he's no, like no, 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 stop, stop, stop. I'll, I'll get it out. He blows on it. He's smacking it, and he starts blowing on it. Waving it out. Gets it out, and he starts it for a second, and I can't remember if it made a big old pop or not, but. Yeah, it backfired, uh, and then he was able to drive it off the track. Though. Was he? Mm. Oh. Kind, no. No, he no. had it dry off no, the they, tractor. They, the tractor pulled him out, yeah. yeah. He had it running for a second though, and then he, he was died. still excited about it when after he blew it out, then he got up and he was looking at the crowd and. Yeah, I think he was running out too rich or something. Probably, I could see that because it just lit and blew crap off. I personally would have ran it probably without the um the top part, just because. Oh, the air clean. Yeah, that way if it can, the air can kind of like make it not so. Right. I don't know because we take the air cleaner off the derby car and it's sucking air. That is true. Yeah. I don't know. Ruins the ratio. Hey, man. He probably paid a lot. It looked like an Edelbrock <laughs> air cleaner. He probably could made it real nice. It was, it, it, was, it was chrome. Yeah, it was, it was shiny. Yeah, it was chrome. It, he, it was a fast truck and a pretty truck. Yeah. Good thing he didn't have his hood on. He probably would have maybe either dented it or just something worse might have happened if it couldn't have escaped out that top. I don't know. Yeah, because it, it shot pretty high. Yeah, it did. It shot clear over his truck and back about, what, five feet? The top it, did. It shot up probably, yeah, six, seven feet, yeah. and back another 20 feet. Yeah. It was, I thought that was pretty interesting. I was just like, boom. And then the, the air cleaner just fell right off. The filter just fell right out of the truck about five feet away from him. I was like, wow. Yeah, it, it was a fun event. It was really And I fun. think I'd have had a lot more fun if I hadn't been in the sun all day, but, you know. I, I, I take blame for that for myself because I feel like I didn't prepare as much with an umbrella and whatnot because it was a hot day. But at the same time, I could have made it shorter and whatnot. But. It's hard to have an umbrella in bleacher stands, though. Yeah, especially it's with so all those hard. people. Our buddy got there, like, and when which is even better in the fact that we were in the sun all day. He got there like an hour, an hour and a half early. early. No, it was an hour early of when it was supposed to start. So like two. He got there at like two. Yeah. And uh, we didn't start till what, four? Four. 3.54, yeah. It was, it was So really he cool. was there saving us seats for two hours. I felt bad because where we sat, it wasn't packed, but it wasn't really full at all, to be honest with you. Like, right where we were sitting, there's people around, but then, like... I do like the bleachers um, in Evanston for that fact. 
because yeah. they're they they give you a little bit more leg room. Yeah. Go to the bleachers in Colville are. and Camas, and your knees are your touching knees are people. people. Either that, yeah. or you have a stranger between your legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely, I agree with you on that. But that wood is not comfortable either. No, I mean neither is the metal. No. At you know at the other shows. Yeah. So. You know, you're between a rock and a hard place, and either you know, either, either situation, way, yeah. Just get them pads, just yeah, but then that makes it worse for the people behind <laughs> you. There's no win for anybody. Oh, well, oh, well, I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that makes it a huge difference in you know the length of time. You know, you got the derbies, yeah, they're still long, but I don't think I've ever been to one that's lasted five hours. I haven't, yeah, I haven't been to one where I'm like, I got to stand up. My butt hurts. But at these mud races, you're like, I got to stand up. My butt hurts. Just sitting there. <laughs> that's how I feel about the rodeos, too. Waiting for people. But I've never really understood too. rodeos as much as I have derbies. Yeah. No, rodeos So I stand up and try and walk around as much as possible and get real excited because I like the rodeos. I like yeah. bull riding, you know, bareback. Fair racing's all right, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. But, you know, I'm learning more and more about rodeos as I get older. I didn't go to a whole lot when I was younger. Yeah. And when I did, I was too young to understand it anyways. Yeah. Dad, can we go home? Dad, can we go home? Dad, can we go home? Yeah. I, I don't care for this, Dad. I uh, am five. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely. Um, so, uh. Oh, yeah, so, like, the first, like, trucks that went were, like, super class. So, like, the ones that were popping wheelies, like, they're really long, and there's only, you know, room for one person that's not an actual truck. It's, like, a, looks like a really long go-kart that, like, he was just driving, and that he would, um, he'd get on it, but you can tell when he really got on it, because then you'd hear the, the tone change of the motor, and then you'd see the front end come up, and those are the ones I'm, like, I don't know, because it wasn't very wide, this mud strip, and it wasn't very long. And he, like, he would get into it, and it's basically by the time he got into it, he was at the end of the track, and he had to slow down. And they had, they both had to come towards the middle to leave, so that's why they only ran the one side. But I just thought, holy crap, if you wrecked that thing. No, they could, and I feel like they could have put it more towards the middle. Yeah. Definitely. And uh... I feel like they could have made it longer, but... Could have made it longer, you know, because they had where the cars were. They could have folded another five feet back through the gates because the gates on the one side are wide. Yeah. And the on the other side, they could be wider. I yeah, mean, you got they, concessions right there, but you could back them up or put them all the on the other end. Everyone was hitting the brakes and sliding so that way they could actually go. And the fair, the they end. have more concessions on the outside of the arena rather than on the inside. Mm -hmm. So if you went all on the outside, you could make it longer and still have a bigger opening on both yeah. ends. So you could still race. Because I noticed about most of the trucks, if not basic, well, yeah, about 80% were all grabbing the brakes and ending up sideways before they left because they couldn't fit through the gap. Like there wasn't much room or, you know, they were all on the brakes really hard because basically the, the lane that's the one close to the gate, the more of a straight line out was still off. So like, a couple people would hit the brakes and try and, you know, either hit the brakes or try and slow down. And they're still like two feet, you know, from the, or a foot from the, the gate, they could have made it so much wider. It would have helped out everybody. I feel like it would have been safer too. 
Yeah, I mean, we made, we made it through without anybody getting hurt. So. Luckily. Well, up until where we watched, I have no idea what happened afterwards, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been talking a lot about the mud drags. I, I didn't think we had enough to talk about, you know, for as long as we did, but I mean, apparently we have a lot to say about it. Yeah, we do. Um, <clears throat> so we have a bit that we'd like to do every uh, podcast episode. Um, and every week we're going to pick a truck mm-hmm. that we think uh, outdoes, you know, any of the other trucks or just, or you what know, we like. what we like out of uh, the other trucks. And, you know, sometimes it will be uh, the same truck that we uh, are having problems with. So we'll pick the other one so we can talk about a different truck. So, um, you know, we're just trying to have different content, but yet the same bit. So we have something to go off of in that aspect. Um, so to also bring in the whole, um, how we would change it to probably the situation we're in. Cause you're not married yet, but you have a kid on the way with a girlfriend and I'm married and have a kid here. And so I feel like we're going to talk about how we would modify it or change the looks of certain trucks and whatnot. And some might be extreme, like the one we chose for this week, but uh, I think we're just going to give our best opinion on what would be perfect for your status. Married, single, you know, college, dating, for your job, what you do, how many, whatever you do. I think that's the best way to go about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's especially, you know, with that addition where I'm a YouTube mechanic, so I can't go, oh, yeah, yeah that's got a, this cold air intake, that's going to add 50 horsepower or whatever. Yeah. You know, I won't, I won't know that unless I actually spend research. I'm more of the cosmetic guy. I, uh, you know, I like pretty lights. I like pretty colored. I like, yeah. you know, lifts and big tires and, you know, so yeah, the engine is nice, but. And you need to have a good engine to have a good truck. But I'm more that thing is pretty or rather than that thing is fast. The looks of it. Well, and you can't see speed when you first see a truck. You see what's on the outside. So either I feel like when people mostly go with these builds, they go, um, I'm going to spend all the money I was going to spend on painting it or lifting it or put nice tires on it to I'm going to spend that money into the motor and make the outside look ugly or not touch the outside. And there's there's just two di- different ways about it. Like either you can make it look pretty. Well, there's a couple different ways, but you can either make it look pretty, you can make it fast, or you can do both, but both gets pretty expensive. Right. Right, exactly. So that being said, our first truck, we absolutely have to do a Duramax because why wouldn't you if you're D-Max dads? Yes, uh, we ended up doing Monster Max Two, Monster Max Two, Monster Max Two. Go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I Too honestly big. think I honestly think there's gonna be a Monster Max Three. I I could see it, but so far size does matter. <laughs> uh, world record holder for the biggest monster truck is Monster Max Two. At I don't even know how tall, but the tires are. What was it saying? 46 inch tires and 30 inch rims. 46 inch tires. It's I, like I ripped six, my jeans getting in my 35 inch tires. Yeah. It's like six feet tall tires. I hope they have 
a pool ladder welded <laughs> to that thing. Um, honestly, I don't think they do. Um, he might have to open the door and run and jump, but he has to run and or open the door with a 10 foot metal pole. Just yeah. to pull the handle. I think he climbs a tire and then climbs the giant bomb looking things into the door. And we'll put a picture. We'll try to put a picture. Um, so you guys can see what we're talking about. Uh, if you're watching, but if you're listening, we'll try and describe it the best we can. Um, but in the picture I have here, we've got Monster Max 2 and then a smaller sized uh, truck. I believe it's a Duramax pulled on the front tires. So Monster Max is got all four on the ground and another one's got the front two on top of the front two of monster max with a uh, audi r8 underneath them and let's just say you can tell monster max is big because this other monster truck looks tiny with its front tires on top of it right the rims itself like you're saying before um earlier they look the rims and tires look way too big for it but it's a monster truck Right, but the smaller one compared to the bigger one, yeah, uh, I think looks much more proportionate. Yeah, no, definitely. Because there's still big tires on the first edition, or you know what? The, the smaller one. Yes. Uh, the shocks, I don't know. They look like the shocks are going to have to be six feet tall just to keep the wheels out of the yeah. wheel wells. Whereas the other ones closer probably to three feet yeah. but you still it still looks like a monster truck yeah it's more realistic than the the big one than monster max too it's much more portionate like you'd see a regular monster truck and then you'd see this thing right next to it and you'd think it's cgi or animated like looking at it from a picture and i bet in real life it's completely like mind-blowing how like it doesn't look like a monster truck. It just looks like this huge, tall something. And honestly, I think the I think the tires are bigger than forty six <clears throat> inches. Now that I think about it, because in the video I watched, the tires were taller than him. Yeah, no, because and he, I think he's like six foot. I think they're in in total. He, he's not under four wise, feet tall, as no. I can tell you that. I think height wise, it was saying that the tires the tires are might be sixty four inches, six foot eleven is what the tires are tall because he's i think he's about six something and they were taller than him yeah yeah i don't know that what we found on google i don't think is 100 accurate true it is yeah and we we did watch the video but it's 25 minutes long and we didn't really take notes we were just yeah. trying to pick a we were trying to find a really built duramax and go big for the first episode because why not <laughs> um now, as a single man, I'd oh pick the smaller goodness. one. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Because of the look. Yeah. If I wanted to go for size, I would I would go the bigger one. Yeah. But for the look, I think it looks more proportionate as the smaller one. And looks, Still much bigger than my truck. Oh, yeah. But something you could actually drive, you know, and have fun. Because I feel like with the big one... You're gonna ri you're gonna be scared. You're gonna roll it, or you're scared. You you can't see out of it, and you're gonna run something over or someone over. Or... Right. I would worry much more with the the big big one than like the little one. 
And I don't know what the if you, if you can bring these to like the sand dunes or something. <laughs> I, I but that's what did. I would do. That's what I, I would do. The is, big one to the sand dunes and got it stuck on the ridge. I would strip it like a derby car, essentially. I mean, I would still leave, um, you know, tail lights and everything oh, to keep no, it definitely. look. But I'd take windows out and put a roll cage on it. Yeah. And yeah. basically try and reinforce everything so when I do roll, it it's, doesn't yeah, dent it's and case. I can still, you know. Yeah. And you survive. Because if you think about it, you got all that weight on That's the heavy. being yep. lift. If it rolls and you don't got a roll cage, you're pancaked. Right. And Max is a single man. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even try for a wheelie. No. As, uh, a, a, you know, a dad-to-be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need that much. That B wouldn't need that big of tires either because <laughs> no. you got to think, yeah. how the heck That's am like I going to get the baby in that backseat? It's like a mud truck for the weekend for this smaller single cab truck. It's Right. As like a dad that is. still wants to have fun, still a smaller truck. Yeah. Yeah. No need for the big But a lot more safety. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Definitely. 18 years old, I might have been not wearing a helmet in that thing. Yeah. Now... I'm wearing a helmet. I'm probably wearing a back brace, and I'm probably wearing a neck brace. And roll cage. Some and elbow pads. Yeah. I'll hit my funny bone and be out for a week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. Definitely. I I personally, dude, I I don't know. I don't really need – I don't really want, like, a really big lifted truck. For me, it's noise. So, if it sounds good and it's, like, kind of lifted, like, I don't need it to be a monster truck. But if it's, like, say, your truck – I still I would, would like it. to take Gravedigger around for a drive. Dude. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not saying I would, but for, you know, being You can't tell me kid. that you see in Gravedigger do backflips <laughs> yeah. makes you think, holy I Hannah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, no, definitely. But then I've never been to a monster jam and go, holy <laughs> Hannah, I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. And then have my newborn baby next to me and yeah. go, oh, I can't do that. Right. So. No, definitely. I agree. Because you got to be here for your kids. Yeah. It, I think it's just one of those, like, you can do whatever you want. Be safe about it. Especially while having kids and stuff. You got to think about that. Yeah. Well, yeah I, would just, I mean, as a single guy. Yeah. Yeah, you still have your parents to care for you. But you're kind of like. And your friends. Eh. But your friends are right there doing the stupid stuff with you. Yeah, they're supporting. They're so it's really you, your pa- yeah. parents that you're going to disappoint when you die. Yeah. Yeah, now, definitely. now you're a disappointment to your parents and your wife, and uh, you don't know if your life insurance is going to cover what your kid <laughs> needs for the rest yeah. of her, his life. In yeah, my no, case, definitely. it's her. Your case, it's her. But you know, there's more kids down the road, and you know, you just gotta be safe. Yeah. Um, but as a single guy, no, I I would do that in a heartbeat. I. As a single guy, yeah, I in my place, I have no reason, you know. I it'd probably scare me and my wife more if I did go and have a monster truck. <laughs> but single and even with my wife, if like I was with her as a couple or whatnot, I think it'd be a fun weekend go mudding or go to sand dunes type of truck. You know, throw it on the trailer. Yeah, and you need more party. of a rally truck than a monster truck yeah. for that. Yeah, but just one of those like. If have it for fun, oh well, you know you but, can have a loud side by side for the sand dunes. Yeah, I mean it's honestly, essentially a mini monster truck. But I think for single wise, uh, being able to afford it would probably be easier, a lot easier. If you're single, you know, say you live with your parents, 
you're single, you got no real, no bills really, maybe a phone, maybe this, that, but enough to be able to afford parts to build it or buy it out. Like some people just sell them for like 10 grand like that. You can just buy it out like that. Or um, it's a lot harder when you're married. Or 10 grand kids. is not a thing where I come from. Yeah. Well, well, I find them on Facebook. I'm in a mud group and they're selling like that for 10 grand. Yeah. That's probably a Wyoming Texas. Facebook group. That's oh, Texas. 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 It's, it's, Utah is not that it's way. It's an in general Facebook group. This truck, $80,000. No, 90. If not over a hundred. Yeah. Well, nowadays it's about 200. Well, think about <laughs> it. Think about it. We didn't mention that there was two LBZ motors in it. Oh, no. In the big one. Yeah. The big one's got two LBZ motors. So that alone, and they're built. They're 800 horsepower. So they have two motors, one for each axle. A motor like that, they're at least 20,000 a piece. Oh, yeah. With nothing on it. I, I bet you for the big, the Monster Max, he spent a little over probably about half a million dollars. Maybe probably cheaper. I bet he could have done it for less depending on how much the truck was. Well, think he had to have the tires made because those are the biggest tractor tires yet, right? Um, the two motors that had to be built, the drop transmissions that had to be fabricated, so they had to so make a their cheap, own. So a cheap like version of my everything. tires? Yeah. A cheap version of my tires was twelve hundred dollars for four. Yeah. So that's four hundred dollars a tire. Now this guy's tire is triple, <laughs> triple my size and custom. Yeah. So if you triple four hundred dollars, that's twelve hundred bucks times four, forty eight hundred bucks. I bet you more than that. I bet he probably spent seventy five hundred dollars on tires. Oh, I bet more than that, dude. Because they had to be custom made, plus the rims and think. So this guy that, actually, that was just tires. That wasn't wheels. He has eight pairs of these tires and wheels. Because he drove this truck. He put dualies on all four and drove it in the ocean. And he floated through the ocean with it. Did you know that? I saw the video. I didn't realize it was on dualies, but. Yeah, it was on dualies. And it floated and he just drove truck through the ocean. I think it's got to be expensive. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think, you know, what it might be close to um i and don't think you i don't can know afford it unless you had some sort of business or like you had money you have subscribers paying subscribers. you to want do this yeah because if you have play alone, money I, I i don't know if he has kids i'm assuming he's probably married. not he may be married but i don't think he has kids i think he's just married and i don't know yeah i mean i'm sure diesel brothers has you know, they some He's one of them has kids. kids. No, they all. I think all uh, the two main guys have kids. Right. And they so they still toys. do stuff yeah. like that. But I think if you look at theirs to his, yeah, theirs is probably more reasonable. Yeah. No, definitely. Oh, definitely. But I think with Diesel Brothers, they have a much bigger. They they built a business, and then you know use the proceeds. Yeah, theirs is a They didn't start shop. YouTube until. After you know, a couple of years after they had the performance shop and everything up and going, he made all of his money off YouTube, right? Or as far as we, know, I'm not positive. As far as we, as I know, it's mostly. I mean, from he YouTube. may have an education and could be number one lawyer in the world. For I, I know, yeah. we just found Duramax off the internet. Yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's. I feel like that truck is one of those dreams that 
someone wish they had the money to make and if you had the money to make it you'd make something ridiculous and honestly like i said 18 i probably would have done something like this just because you can if you had the money. all my money went to fuel in my truck yeah. and shotgun shells for duck hunting right so besides that i had a lot of play money right so i'd have done this just because i could yeah but now i wouldn't do it even if i didn't have a kid on the way just because i'm looking at it and i'm going that doesn't make sense <laughs> it doesn't, i mean it doesn't make sense um and i go i'd probably only use it a couple times yeah well and think about it i bet you to haul it around he pays a lot of money to get it or owns you got his it. own semi and has his own cd I, I, possibly for oversized loads two semis if you think about it because one's got to carry tires and the other one's got to carry the truck because you cannot you can't put that on a, a semi. you'll hang out like 20 feet on each side and you have to make it small enough to go through bridges so every time you get that out you got to get these 12 ton jacks lift it up use a forklift or a skidster to put these tires on holy crap it would seem like more of an effort to even go even somewhere go somewhere than it's worth to even take it yep yeah it's real ridiculous but say you know i like the truck originally like you take off all the lifts maybe put like six inch lift like what you've got um and then my personal thing is i want super swampers so i do some 19 18 inch rims with some super swampers more t uh tire on it i think it would be a clean looking truck because he's got all these other things and the fog horn it's a little ridiculous yeah i think it was huge <laughs> it was yeah, like a cruise ship horn it. yeah it was a cruise ship horn and he had to have two big air tanks for it like 100 gallon air tanks or something yeah and it just barely yeah you know had enough to give that horn some juice uh, a honk uh Practical, yeah. practical, no, fun, maybe a couple times, but say you're working it, you know, you got to really have, be in the spot to afford it. Like, I, I think the best, like where he's at, you know, in the real world, if YouTube wasn't here, you'd have to be some sort of billionaire in the stock market or multi, like businesses or like own amazon or something to afford something like this right and not a lot of people could because it takes a lot of different well, things to do it think about it even elon musk had to start he didn't start in the car industry no he didn't start with spacex no i don't know his full history but paypal seems a little bit more reasonable to start off than tesla or yeah. uh spacex yeah because you don't need multi-million dollar loans to, to produce start. anything yeah you don't need multi-million dollar loans to produce rocket ships yeah yeah it may cost money for to start i mean especially paypal i mean that's your one of your biggest money transfer you know things businesses i don't know when paypal yeah. started but computers weren't that big then. No. So you learning to code anything. Yeah. That's where I've coding is a big thing. And even now, coding is worth so much money. Oh, definitely. 
people there's a lot of people spend twenty thousand dollars on websites oh yeah or more yeah yeah you got the minus you know areas too you know there's people that spend five thousand or code their own yeah and then you also have to you know <laughs> build a money transfer thing that's yeah. never existed yeah so making your own code and yeah. making the computer work with that that's then, not my science that's not my that's you not, know yeah i'm not but i know that you got to start somewhere and usually at the top is not where you start no i don't think anyone's really started at the top unless they were it's come from somebody or you know inherited but yeah anyone can be successful um just depends how you are about it and how you play with your money and whatnot and i know right now i am not where i want to be with money and whatnot and so i well i wouldn't want anything like this but someday i will be able to have the truck i wanted to build and um even though i have you know a little girl in the way or i've got a little girl and you'll probably be able to do what you want later on uh where you get more set up with the little girl in the way and um me being married and everything i think it just takes time and to see if you can see an opportunity to uh to build and make these changes to help you out in the in life and get you know where you want to be and you take them i think that's really where you know you start exactly i agree and and spoil yourself along the way I mean, oh yeah don't go blow your money no but just because you have a little girl or three four kids whatever you want doesn't mean you can't go buy yourself a movie ticket Here and or there. yeah you know be um, able to enjoy it at yeah the same time and then you know say you went to the movie to spoil yourself but you ate beforehand and chose not to buy popcorn. Yeah. So you save that $10 for, you know, your savings for your truck. Yeah. You don't, I mean, you just, you just got to manage your money. Yeah. That's I mean, the key to it, I think. Is I guess just, there's people that are broke in this world and, you know, but then, you know, right now times are getting tougher. Yeah. Uh, I've never been through an economy crash and, uh, I hope that we don't have one anytime soon. Yeah. I hope we get back on track, but an economy crash will screw a lot of blue collar employees, yeah. uh, you know, and I mean, honestly, government too. Yeah. Be At least in, you know, county aspect, maybe not federal. Yeah. Maybe not completely state because people still need to be buying food. Yeah. You know, tax revenue. Yeah. From sales tax. So, I don't know. You know, you just got to manage your money, save. You got to have a rainy day fund. Then you got to have your play money. If you know what you, you gotta want, have your bill money. then you can set goals and set them high. Work towards it. You know, you figure out a way to make your life work while also trying to make, you know, a build work to save up or, you know, to do this here and there with a little bit, you know, that you can use. It's not affecting your day-to-day -day life or how you're going to live or how you're going to eat then go for it. That's what I do. I, you know, save here, there, and then I, you know, or I do this and that to, you know, say one week I can save this much and then the next week I can't and so be it, but slowly work towards it and, and go in your favor. And we just, you know, you got a lot of figuring out to do too. Yeah. I mean, with the healthcare now, it's expected you have a pretty long lifespan. 
especially if you can get yourself into a retirement plan. If you get a retirement plan and you have enough revenue coming in, your house is paid off, um, and you're still making just as much revenue, yeah. you're only paying utilities, and then you can save bigger. Yeah. Your dreams may not come now, but if you you know, dream big and then have little milestones along the way, you may get there. Definitely, definitely. And that's the end of this week's episode of DMAX Dad's Podcast. You can follow us on all our social media accounts. Please rate, like, and share. Follow along on next week's episode of DMAX Dad's Podcast.